Good evening, Merv Rabbi Isai. And Be'ezer Hashem Yisborach will be able to finish Perek Zayin this evening. These are five different ways of seeing if somebody's kniya, somebody's uh, behavior patterns follow the what is truly in his heart and his mind in terms of being a bala kniya, being someone who's humble. And Vachamishi, the last one is Vachamishi Kishumaychiaches Nafshoi, where he rebukes himself. And he sort of judges himself. He's very self very aware of what he has done. And this self-awareness where he's done wrong and he scrutinizes himself and he judges himself and brings himself to the point where he says, I really am guilty, that's a sign of humility. And we're talking about here in a case in other words, it could be an example where nobody knows what he did wrong. He did something wrong, and even if it's something wrong that not only usually if somebody is unaware of it, is because it's something that deals with the, our personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. person could be with Mechal Shabbos. Nobody knows that. He was in a closed room. And he tore a piece of paper. If he did it, amazing. Even nobody knows about that. But even if it's something that he uh, he he damaged something that affected people, and but nobody knows who uh, who the culprit is. No one knows who's guilty. But out of his sense of realizing that he did something wrong, is going to bring him to tshuva. It's going to bring him to judge himself, to rebuke himself, even where others won't necessarily rebuke him, either because they don't know about it, or because it's not something that they can bring him to judgment about. There aren't enough witnesses, there isn't enough evidence, and Allah, we're very strict about that. Like the Gemara tells us in Mesechtas Makis, you're all aware, a Besdin that would kill once in seven years, oh, we consider them uh, hot-headed. One Tana says even once in 70 years. And there's always ways out to, to exonerate a criminal to try to get him off the hook. But this person here, he feels so humble in terms of not brushing it under the carpet, realizing he did something wrong, confronting it, and bringing the, the judgment on himself to confess and do tshuva. That no one else is able to bring him to judgment on that on this, but yet he's meichiches nafshei. He scrutinizes himself, and he brings himself to do this tshuva. If that happens, tisbarer kini lekim, that truly clarifies his humility before Hashem, which is true humility when we feel humble before Hashem. His lowliness in terms of how he feels in the presence of Hashem. The example that is cited over here is a Pasuk in Ezra, where the Pasuk says, that there were Jews at the time of Ezra who had assimilated, who had intermarried. We were over the Isra of Me'ilah. We rejected Hashem. We rebelled against Hashem. How so? And we took foreign women. We took women 
from out of our nation. They were strangers from us. And again, from the example here, we see there was nothing, there was not something that the Bezdin would have been able to bring them to trial and have them force them to get rid of these women was not something. But on their own, they stepped forward. Venaman, it says a few psukim later, they put forth their own hands to get rid of these these women, these wives that they had been married to improperly. And that we see, they told this, they brought this case to Ezra. They themselves, the Pasuk talks about Shachnia ben Yechiel ben Elam. This group went and married these women and they came and confessed to Ezra. Ezra was the leader, Ezra Asafer, and they said, Ezra, we did wrong and we're ready to admit it. We're ready to to, con- to confess openly about it. So the Chavis is saying, using this as an example, that if someone does this type of tshuva, because essentially that's what he's talking about over here. He's talking about someone did something wrong and no one was able to bring them to judgment. And when we say no one, it means that this is even in a case where Kodesh Baruch Hu himself, Kaviyochul, decided to leave it to the whims of the, the person or the people. Because there are many ways, as we know, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could bring a person to tshuva. Kodesh Baruch Hu could bring suffering upon the person and bring him to his knees till he realizes, hey, why is this happening to me? Why are all these things going wrong? Maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe Hashem is sending me a message. So there are certainly many ways to do tshuva. Rabbein in Shari Tshuva in the second parak, Shar Beis in the second Shar, lists six different things which bring a person to tshuva. But the the most optimal is what the Chavos is saying over here. And this is the, the Marpil Nefesh sends us to something the Chavos himself writes in Shar HaTshuva. Not to be confused with Sharei Tshuva. Sharei Tshuva was Rabbi Yonah Sefer. But in the Chavos one of the ten chapters that he has is Shar HaTshuva. We're doing Shar HaKaniyah, this is Shar HaTshuva. And in Perek Vov of Shar HaTshuva, the Chavos describes that there could be three or four different categories of people of how they'll come to Tshuva. And the first, and the most meritorious of them, is the person, the Baal Tshuva, who's out of the goodness of his own will. In other words, he's not being forced, he's not getting these strong messages from Hashem, there's not pandemics happening in the world that would cause a person to stop, pause, reflect, what's going on, doesn't Hashem want me to do tshuva, do everyone to do tshuva? Everything's going fine. No one's getting sick. Nothing's happening that would even alert this person. And yet the person on his own accord says, on the contrary, things are going so well. I'm getting so much good from Hashem. Am I perfect? So he he does some introspection in himself. Am I perfect? And he realizes, you know, there are areas that he's not perfect. And he comes and does tshuva. So that's the greatest way to do tshuva, says the Chavos Avavos over there in Shara Tshuva. That's the Pasuk, Shuva Eli Shuva Aleichem. Hashem says, you first initiate the tshuva. Don't await for me to do it for you. Shuva Eli, you do tshuva first. And here in this piece, in Shara Kniya, Chavos Avavos is using this 
scenario here, this example of a person coming forth and doing tshuva on his own accord, not being forced, it's not out of old age, it's not like it's a time of the year, like the Renyayna writes, oh, it's before Rosh Hashanah Kippur, everybody's thinking we have to do better. No, it's the middle of Chaydesh Shvat, and things are fine, and there's nothing forcing him, there's nothing necessitating him to do tshuva, but just it's out of his feeling of inadequacy, because look how much good HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me. Am I living up this expectation? That, as, as we've explained before, that's really a key to humility. Humility is, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm happy that the Ebishta allowed me to serve Him properly in any which way. And He's accomplishing. And He knows He has a tremendous amount to accomplish. But who says He doesn't have to do more? And then he starts thinking about that. And he says, am I perfect? And the, the true humble person realizes he's far from perfect. Koyelis tells us, Shloim HaMelech tells us himself, there's no one perfect in this world. Everybody engages in some sort of sin. So here a person who is able to reflect on it from no outside stimuli, but just on his own, he's able to say, let me look at myself. And am I so arrogant that I think I'm perfect that I don't need to be pointed out where I'm wrong? We had in the earlier, in number three, there people pointed out his faults. And the humble person will take it in stride and say, you're right, you're correct, I did something wrong. The fifth one is on the highest plane. No one's telling him that he did wrong. Maybe people are too afraid of him. Maybe people don't want his reaction. But then everything's going fine. Everything is coasting along. Debish is being good to him, showering him with good. But the truly humble person will say, am, am I perfect? Or there are things that really need some correction. So the person who's on his own, again, he's able to introspect and rebuke himself. He doesn't wait for Hashem to alert him. But rather he brings the judgment of Hashem that should be brought by Hashem and he does it on himself. That's a true sign. That's That's a true sign of someone who feels that he's really humbled and low before the Bayrayalam who encompasses everything. And therefore says Rabbi says the Khavasavavas, the And with these different scenarios, these different behaviors, or similar, he's just giving five examples. They really would bring out, these are the, the symbols of somebody who truly has humility before Hashem, and the lowliness for those who are truly humble. And you could really see the truth that's in their heart. Because there are people who are phonies. Maybe sometimes we ourselves are a little bit fake. And we try to you know, no, no, please, please, you know, don't, don't get up for me, don't sit, don't give me your seat, uh, no, no, you don't have to give me the, the safer, you know. people want to do us favors, and we think we're being very humble. Sometimes it's not humility at all. Sometimes it's actually arrogance to say like, what, I can't do it myself. I, I need you to do this for me. I need to owe you a favor. can be many things that are causing the person to act in a humble way. But true humility is these five things that I mentioned over here, these are real tests, these are real signs 
that this person is truly humble, that what's within his heart is teichi gebari, his inside is like his outside. Tam and Ish will be finished now. Perek Zayinim, Yitzhak Shem, tomorrow evening, we'll move on to Perek Ches. A good tenacht, Rabbi